Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Product Marketing Experts brought to you by ShareBird. I'm your host, Marcus Andrews, and today we are going to dive deep into the product marketing career path. Navigating and taking control of your career as a product marketer is really, really important. I love product marketing, but um, growing your career as a PMM can be really tough sometimes. Product marketing is often different at different companies. The scope can be ambiguous. It's really sometimes hard to measure the impact of our work. Uh, and often you're stuck in the middle of at least two teams. And all of this means that, you know, sometimes we're overlooked and underappreciated. So you really have to fight and work for budget and headcount and career progression. Uh, and I really want to help you uh, figure out how to get a job as a product marketer, how to stand out from the pack, how to progress in your career, how to become a product marketing leader and really manage up. Uh, so to help us dive deep into this topic and to really figure it out, we've got Teresa Hahn with us. Teresa is the Director of Product Marketing at Zendesk, a company that has really exploded over the last several years, a company that I really look up to. They tell really awesome product-driven stories at Zendesk. Uh, there she manages a team that oversees several key products in the Zendesk portfolio. Her team is part of a broader product marketing org that is uh, 45 people strong, which is amazing. Teresa's really been working in product marketing for only about four or five years, but she's been able to grow into a director role relatively quickly. She has some of the best, uh, most tangible advice I've heard on career path and really growing into your next role and managing up and leading through influence. So super excited to have her on the show today. Uh, let's get into it. Teresa, thanks for joining us. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you so much for having me. Awesome. Thank you for being here. So First things first uh, that I wanted to ask you is just, did you have anything to do with the uh, Miami Vice outfit that Mikel <laughs> wore uh, for your last product launch? I, I wish I did, but no, I, I did not, unfortunately. All right. If you're listening to this, <laughs> go to Twitter and look for the CEO of Zendesk in his Miami Vice outfit. It's a real treat. Um, and that was a good launch tactic, whoever came up with that. <laughs> he definitely has quite a few amazing outfits. There was another really funny one, too. He wore this amazing yellow gold suit for the launch of our uh, CRM platform Sunshine a couple years ago that everyone just absolutely loved. Love it. We all need a good gold suit. That's like a, <laughs> that's a power outfit right there. Exactly. Okay. So I, I'm curious how you, we were talking a little bit about your career path and um, what was your path into product marketing? Yeah. So I actually started my career in finance. Um, so very different than product marketing, but coming out of college, worked in investment banking, then also worked in financial forecasting, kind of an operations role when I was at Gap, and then went on to business school. And in business school, that's when I actually discovered product marketing. Um, so I actually, like a lot of people that go to business school in the Bay Area, had ambitions to be an entrepreneur, pursued something small, but ended up getting sucked into the interest in the tech space. And there were some great product marketing internships that people were recruiting for on campus. Um, I had always been a big fan personally of the company Groupon. So as a huge personal consumer, I used a ton of Groupons back in the day. And they had a really cool role open to help focus a bit more on the merchant side of the business and make it a good experience for them, um, as well as some of the B2C work. So ended up getting into product marketing by joining Groupon as an intern and then went there uh, full time after I graduated. Nice. Was there anything about product marketing that you know you felt attracted to just in terms of like the work and how it fit with your skills or what you're interested in? Absolutely. I think, I think part of what was so interesting to me was um, definitely the closeness and understanding of the customer. That's something I really liked that aspect mm -hmm. of, um, you know, true understanding of what your ultimate buyer really needs and wants from your business. 
And I did also really like the idea of product marketing sitting in the middle of so many key functions. I've always been a pretty collaborative person and really enjoy cross-functional projects. And I think it allows product marketing to be a little bit more dynamic because you are challenged to work in all these different capacities on a daily basis. So it, it was definitely something that seemed like it would keep me on my toes and really have a lot of exciting opportunities. Absolutely. And then, so you made your way to um, Zendesk and how, what was it like when you joined Zendesk? How did you um, uh, end up in that product marketing role? Yeah. So somebody actually reached out to me um, through LinkedIn that was recruiting from Zendesk. And I had heard about Zendesk definitely was a company that had a great reputation, um, especially for their product marketing team as well. And one of the things I was, I was really open to was the idea of learning product marketing more classically. I think at Group One, we were doing things in a pretty scrappy way. I was on one of the teams that fortunately was doing quite well and doing something very innovative, but it was a really lean team and we definitely weren't doing some of the foundational things like we typically would see in product marketing. So I was really attracted to the idea of learning more of those basics and even just um, understanding all of the classic elements again that, that we typically see in product marketing. And I definitely feel like I found that at Zendesk. The team's grown tremendously in the time that I've been there. So I think when I joined a few years ago, it was maybe 15 or so, and, and now it's about 45 members. Awesome. Yeah, I think that's, that's very true. You know, it's with, um, uh, for a lot of product marketers, I think they're asking that question, how do I get that classic training, like you were saying, mm -hmm. or, you know, how do I really grow the skills? I think that it's, it's whether it's the role or it's so new, or it's just different at different companies, um, it's hard to kind of figure out how do you acquire that core skill set and like, what does that look like? There's no um, a real uh, training outside of just, you know, finding a company that does it well and then learning, learning there. Absolutely. Yeah. Cool. So uh, at Zendesk, you've, uh, you know, I think you, you came in and, and have had uh, quite the career there, just, you know, uh, being able to, to join and grow to a director. Um, and I think that's what we really want to get into today, you know, is like, how have you been successful there? You know, and, and what are the tips that you have? But yeah, I guess, you know, what, what has your progression at Zendesk look like? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I've, I've definitely been super fortunate in my progression at Zendesk. Um, I do think, you know, this question, of course, reminds me a little bit of the closing question that Guy Raz always asks at the end of how I built this, you know, asking about for your success, did you attribute that to luck or hard work? What was that split like? And I always think it's, you know, a little disappointing when people think that everything is just hard work. I think mm. there is absolutely a huge element of luck. And so I definitely feel like I've been super lucky at Zendesk. I think you know, especially right now with the global pandemic, it's something that is, a, is very top of mind for me that I've been very, very fortunate. And I absolutely think, you know, as Zendesk, the business was good. The company was in a position to promote. I was prepared. There wasn't a global pandemic. All of these things that really helped me to be in a great position to rise to that role. But I do also, you know, absolutely believe that luck is, of course, when preparation meets opportunity, that mm -hmm. classic saying. And so absolutely happy to kind of share some different things that I think worked really well for me to prepare and prove that I was ready for that next role. Um, so all things I would definitely suggest to other folks to embrace as well. One of those is always saying yes to stretch projects and really like proving you can do that next role and those responsibilities before you get there. This one feels somewhat obvious, I think, to a lot of people, but I actually don't think everyone necessarily recognizes this, that it's so key to actually challenge yourself, take on those opportunities and show that you are really willing to embrace any challenge and you'll figure it out and prove yourself successful. 
I think, you know, specifically with uh, the, the recent promotion I had to director, I was definitely taking on some different stretch projects that proved that I could do those exact responsibilities that we expect of that role. So absolutely some, you know, classic bigger launches, um, some big parts within our annual sales kickoff, but also things even like creating the keynotes alongside the rest of the keynote team for our CEO and our president of products mm -hmm. and really proving that I was in a position to do that well. Yeah. That, that, uh, I've, I've done some of that, uh, keynote presentation with CEOs before and that is that it's difficult work, but it's definitely <laughs> high visibility, impactful work that PMMs are, are super well suited for. So, uh, that's really interesting to hear. I mean, um, I think you're totally right. And, and one thing, and I'd love to hear your take on this too. Uh, there was recently, our, one of our founders, Darmesh um, at HubSpot, he wrote a wiki post around just sh what he called showing the work. And it's something mm -hmm. that I share with my team and, and uh, I took to heart. That's also when you're taking on this work, you know, that is maybe a stretch project or in, you know, in the role that you want. It's also really important to kind of um, show the results and share the share the results of the work and basically like you know taking whatever you've learned from that project or done with that project uh and writing about it or documenting it and then sharing it with you know the rest of your team or the rest of your company so that people can learn from it and that when someone new comes along they can see it and i think i think that's also something that helps with that because it just shows that you um you know not only can do the work but it it's kind of like reporting on your results but it also is just you know um you're documenting it and sharing it and it kind of cements it. Um, was that an important part of this or do you see that at all in um, this kind of first step you're talking about? Absolutely. I would definitely say that. I think exactly like you're saying, you know, taking those learnings that you acquired and taking on that new project and then actually extending those to the rest of the team, helping to make the whole team better is such a key part of showing that you are a strong leader and you really have like the team's best interest in mind. So absolutely. I think, um, for, for various things, for sure, I found that to be really beneficial, like for very successful launches are, are always a great example of that. Um, sharing a lot of those steps you did to ensure that the team was going to be successful, that this new feature or product was actually going to be able to be marketed very effectively, and then creating some of those best practices and passing them down to the rest of the team have absolutely been something that have been really key and, and make our team, I think, so much better. Yeah. Um, and we see that a lot across our team of folks really embracing that. Yeah. And I think that, and that sort of requires a shift in mindset too. When you're kind of moving from like an IC role to like a manager role, it's really just like, you know, how can you make the team better and, and scale that work? Um, so one thing I wanted to ask you about, which you have a good point of view on is this whole idea of, of managing up. Like, mm -hmm. what does that mean to you? It gets thrown around a lot. I hear it a lot. Um, but I'd love to hear your take on just that idea and what that means to you. Definitely. Yeah. That, that's another piece I would absolutely say I think has been really effective in helping me progress. So uh, managing up is for sure something I think is a very important skill for folks to learn and embrace. And ultimately, I really think it just comes down to the idea of making your boss's life easier and making your boss successful. So there's a couple things that I think, you know, have, have allowed me to do that well. In general, I'm, I'm, you know, always kind of a self-starter and pretty autonomous in the work that I can do and don't need a lot of hand-holding or guidance from my boss. Of course, always going to them, you know, when I need certain context or have questions, but showing that you can be relatively independent and really just engage with your boss on the things that are key, like letting them know the things that they're really going to care about or that you really do truly need help on and you can't figure out on your own has been something that I think um, really worked well for me. I think also part of managing up, of course, is making it very clear to leadership that they can count on you, that mm. anything they pass your way, you're going to be responsible and reliable to get done and get done well. 
and that you're going to be, I think, really thoughtful and thorough in your work as well. Yeah, that, that all of that really resonates. And I think that especially that last part too, you know, it's like we are um, product marketers and we like we think about positioning and brand a lot. And uh, you almost kind of got a product market yourself in terms of just being like, hey, you know, I, I know, you know, we're great at this thing, these several things or whatever. Uh, and we're, you can always rely on us for that. And so, mm -hmm. you know, you kind of build a reputation for yourself, I think over time in companies working, especially with how cross-functionally we work. If you and your team can really build that reputation, it can go a long way. And I like, like how you kind of bucket it into managing up there. Definitely. Yeah. I think you want to be the team that people want to work with too. Yeah. Like, um, that's definitely something I've, I've really, recognized i think within the business that people do tend to have some of those favorites of people that they work well with and that really are responsible and they know are going to be effective partners for them and so you absolutely want to be that person that that they think of in that way yeah absolutely so there's one um kind of last point here uh and it's another thing that people say a lot and that i definitely believe in but i'd love to, to hear what it means to you which is kind of uh leading through influence and or you know effectively influencing and kind of leading um the teams and the people that you work with. How do you think about that as a product marketer? Yeah. So I think this is, this is like the, you know, kind of third piece I would say was like really helpful for me in progressing specifically to be a director. Um, I definitely think, you know, of course at any role, it's really critical to be able to effectively influence others, especially those people you're not actually having that direct authority over. Mm -hmm. And just like you were saying, people say this all the time, but I think what that really means and what I see happen for people that are effectively doing this in product marketing is actually being the ones to step up and help to lead initiatives and push that project forward, especially when those things don't have a very clear owner, but somebody needs to start to take some charge mm -hmm. and then actually <laughs> help to convince the group that this is the right path forward and actually have that strong opinion. Um, I actually think, you know, one of the things that our president of products at Zendesk, who is somebody I, I really admire said to me at one point was that strong PMMs always have an opinion. And I've really taken that to heart. I think you need to be someone that actually has a perspective on the way things should be. And you're able to help get other people behind that vision, of course, incorporating feedback and understanding if they're, you know, different opinions, but ultimately being able to help move something forward and have a stance on how it should, it should play out. Yeah. I also think too, just specifically for the leading side, you know, and, and actually doing that in a direct way for a director role in most places and definitely at Zendesk, there's the expectation that as part of that, you're managing a team. And so you want to actually be able to be in a position where you can lead that team well, you're an effective manager for them, they enjoy working for you. And so for me, of course, like having past management experience really helped. And I think just also being somebody that actually truly cares about that, you actually really value supporting your team well. That's something that I hold super dear in my heart to make sure that I really am doing the best that I can for my team and I'm supporting their growth and empowering them. And so I think you see that in effective leaders that they actually genuinely care about that. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I think uh, just to go back to your point on, um, you know, leave, uh, taking on projects and kind of bringing momentum to them and really, you know, bringing a strong opinion. That's so funny to me because, you know, a lot, I hear a lot of the times people talking about how product marketing is so different at different companies, but mm -hmm. you could have been talking about HubSpot it, it, you know, <laughs> word for word with that example. It's just, I really don't think product marketing is all that different at all these different companies. Like that is extremely true where, um, product marketing is really relied on at HubSpot to come in and kind of bring direction and momentum to 
a project and um you know i think i i call us cross functional momentum makers because like you know it's we're a really cross functional group and we come in and we kind of bring that momentum to something especially when product is involved right but uh you know there's just no there may not be someone who's responsible for this thing and i think coming in and um taking charge and really you know having an opinion like you said um and bringing momentum to the project is something that I think all great PMMs uh, get really good at. Uh, so love that point. I think it's very, very true in my experience as well. Definitely. Yeah, I think that is absolutely one of those signs of someone that is going to be really effective on a project and really be that strong PMM. Um, and yeah, I actually, I really agree with what you said about product marketing. We always say is so different from one company to the next. And I think, you know, I've of course even said that too. And I, I definitely think my experiences in product marketing have been pretty different, different going from Groupon more of a B2C role, a little bit of B2B, then going to Zendesk in a very classic B2B product marketing role. But otherwise, I think when you get to some of these companies, just like you were saying with HubSpot versus Zendesk, probably product marketing is very, very similar between those. And we are, for the most part, representing the vast majority of what product marketing classically should entail. And so those positions are actually very similar. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, it can depend. But I think even just more over time, like as the role evolves, and as kind of the practice evolves, I think like, a lot of companies are coming together on like what what it means to build positioning and launch products and do you know all the things that we do. So right. let's, um, let's shift gears a little bit and talk a little bit about how uh, someone could get into product marketing. So like, you know, what is your, I guess, what do you think, um, what do you think the best, if someone is in a different role in marketing or on a different team, you know, how would you recommend that they start their career in product marketing or get into it? Mm -hmm. Yeah. If somebody already has prior marketing experience, I feel like that actually makes the transition relatively easy. Of course, it's not always um, that seamless to do, but I really think it all ultimately just comes down to showing that you have relevant experience and you know, we work with so many other marketing teams that for most other marketing functions, there's something that is very connected to product marketing and you probably work very closely with that team. So I think really focusing on that experience and some of the other elements, you know, proving you have some of the classic skills, like the ability to understand a buyer, understand a customer, um, be able to position message products and understand whatever product or area of the business you'd be covering are all things that you really want to represent. Um, and of course there's all of these, you know, classic skills too, that I think you're probably looking for as a hiring manager. And I absolutely am as well. Just the general that you are someone that's really proactive, you're reliable, you're collaborative, since that's so key, like we've been talking about in product marketing and that you actually are really wanting to take ownership of projects, lead those initiatives, just like we were also saying mm -hmm. is so key of strong product marketers. Yeah. When you're looking for, when you're looking at candidates, do you think about, you know, I think one thing that I have always thought about product marketing, but I'm curious to hear your take on it is that, you know, on the sort of spectrum of marketers, if there's like a, you know, a, a very um, quantitative like growth marketer on one end of the spectrum and a very like, you know, creative, uh, uh, maybe a designer or something like that on the other end of the spectrum, I kind of feel like product marketing is closer to the middle, but more of a creative role. And so I'll over index, um, you know, sometimes with hiring people who are strong writers or content creators or have like, you know, a point of view in that thought leadership. How do you think about that? Is that in your experience, is it um, more of a creative role or can you have different strengths in there and still be a good product marketer? Yeah, I think that's a really interesting question. I, I definitely think it depends too on the role that you're hiring for. 
Um, especially, I think, you know, even bigger organizations like Ben Zendesk have teams structured where actually people are owning very specific aspects of product marketing. So it's like five people on the same product, but one person owns sales enablement, other person owns content creation. And so depending on what those roles are, you might move across that scale and prefer different uh, skills. I generally tend to prefer people that are more analytical. And I think mm. that's probably a personal bias, unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> but um, definitely stems from my background. And I, I have found that to be really effective, at least in the product marketing that my team supports, since we work with so many other teams. Um, one of them very closely is like our product strategy business operations team. And there's a lot of responsibilities we've had that are shared between our teams. And so it's actually very key that our product marketers can be analytical and actually uh, support those sorts of work streams and strategic projects that aren't necessarily super creative, but are actually much more focused on the data and understanding what the right next course of action is based on that. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And I think that, um, I mean, I agree with you. I think we would probably both agree that product marketers should be generalists and should have some sense mm -hmm. of, you know, how to be good at both of those things. Um, and we actually have a lot of really strong product marketers who've come from support and are more technical or analytical. So um, maybe I proved myself wrong. But how, if you are uh, looking to get into product marketing out of school or as a career move, how do you, is there a way to stand out as a candidate? Um, anything that you can do that maybe you've seen that really uh, drew your attention as a hiring manager? Definitely. So um, I think for those that you know are, are looking to join fresh out of undergrad college, there's a lot of these associate roles. And of course, they're, they want to see if you have some relevant experience. But realistically, that's a lot harder to do since you were just in college, you probably had a couple internships. So I think there it's, it's more honestly about like, do you actually have genuine passion and interest in this function? Do you yeah. actually understand the work that product marketers are going to do and that you're probably going to do? And can you show that you are really eager to learn and that you're going to do what it takes to get ramped up on this skill set? I think there's a ton of amazing training courses out there. Um, Sharebird obviously is a, is a really great site to just learn some of those fundamentals and those perspectives yeah. from create leaders in product marketing. <laughs> and uh, that's, a, that's a great place to show that you are getting some of this foundational knowledge and that you are going to be someone that even without some of that prior experience, you'll pick things up very quickly and be super successful. Um, and then, you know, for post MBA, which is, which is actually how I got into product marketing during MBA, uh, like we were talking about with the internship, I definitely think this is where I was just showing that actually some of my prior experience that doesn't seem like it's that relevant since a lot more was focused on finance. Here's how I learned all these different skill sets that are actually going to be super effective for me. Like I did still have to learn how to pitch things to these different audiences. So I did learn a lot about messaging and positioning. And I did still understand ultimately how things were affecting our buyer and how we could do the best for them. Um, and I was also working in these very collaborative settings. So I was becoming a very strong cross-functional partner, which like we talked about is so key. So using different things that you've done again to show how your experience is relevant. And then I think definitely just showing that you are really someone that is a go-getter and you're going to be able to really prove yourself in this capacity, even if it's not one that you have that direct experience in. Yeah, that's great. That's great advice. And I think that um, uh, it makes a lot of sense to have some, like to have other experience or other um, experience and move into product marketing is good for all those reasons you listed. And also just because of how cross-functional the role is, it's really good to have empathy and knowledge in the teams areas that you're working in. So maybe that's product or finance or ops or whatever it is. Uh, I think that can really help you out as a PMM. 
Um, okay, so in your in your AMA, you someone asked you around interview uh, question around interview questions, and I think what one of your interview questions is now one of my favorite interview questions, which is fun. <laughs> but um, do you have any favorite interview questions, and if so, can you share them? Sure. So yeah, happy to talk about. I I actually shared two in that. Um, I couldn't decide between them, but uh, one of them I really love is asking what product marketing accomplishment are you most proud of? And, you know, I think this is a really great question. Of, of course, if somebody has relevant experience, right? If, if they don't, then just make this a generalized question to what accomplishment are they most proud of? And you can refine in various ways. Um, but I think this is a really valuable question because I think it helps you understand what makes somebody excited and passionate for a job. What are they working towards and what makes them proud? And that also helps you to understand what type of worker they are. Um, what are the things they're really going to chase after and pursue? So that's a question I really love. There's another one that I love to ask too, which is understanding a bit more about how I think self-aware somebody is, which is in your last performance review, what were your opportunities to improve and how have you worked to address them since then? And this is one of my favorite questions because I really do think it helps you understand if a candidate is aware of their, their strengths and weaknesses and if they actually take feedback seriously. I think one of the challenges with this question is it's always you know, in an interview state. And so people are wanting to impress their interviewer. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So sometimes they're, of course, feeling like they should give an artificial response, something that isn't really a, a true weakness, but kind of one of those, this is my weakness, but it's actually a strength. Like I, I work too hard. So um, I think why this question- I work too hard and just too <laughs> smart. It was exactly. really challenging for me. Right. <laughs> exactly. So I think this question though, if you can at least push, especially if someone gives an answer like that, to get more of an accurate weakness helps you to understand actually how do they how do they spend their time evaluating feedback and like taking that seriously. So I really think, especially as a manager, I want to be able to have those open and honest conversations with my direct reports. We're all trying to improve in various ways. And so I think people need to be upfront about that. And it's okay to have areas you're still improving. And that actually shows this great level of self-awareness. So that's definitely something I'm, I'm always eager to find in strong candidates. Yeah, yeah. I think building some sort of self-awareness question into um, the questions that you typically ask candidates is really smart. I like that too. I like that too. I think I'm going to add that to the list as well. Awesome. So, so you can write all my interview questions. <laughs> uh, all right. So what, um, maybe this is the most controversial question or maybe not, but where do you think product marketing should report into product management or marketing? This is definitely, yeah, a hot topic. I know people have some very strong opinions about yeah. this. Um, I personally think product marketing should report into marketing. And I think, you know, I say this with a grain of salt, of course, because I've only worked for two companies in product marketing and I prefer the structure with the current company with Sundesk where we do report into marketing. So our head of product marketing reports directly into our CMO. And I really think that structure works well for us. You know, we know that product marketing sits in the middle of these three key functions, product, marketing, and sales. But I really find that the most direct stakeholders we have and various stakeholders are in marketing. And so I think it's really effective to actually be in the same org as them. So naturally more of your goals and priorities are aligned and you can cohesively work a bit better, I think, as a team. I have also worked actually, when I was at Groupon, I did work in product marketing that reported up through product. And, you know, really loved that team and definitely felt like I had a much closer uh, relationship with product because of that. But I actually didn't think we were as connected to the other teams then. So marketing mm -hmm. and sales, 
Um, so that was definitely the trade-off there. And it did feel a bit, which I think was also partially driven by the ratio we had of PMMs to PMs, which was a little bit um, skewed there, that we were a li little bit more of a support function right. as opposed to actually being as strategic as I think I find the current role is right now at Zendesk. So that's a bit of my bias there. Um, but I, I think you've probably seen this and I'm sure weighed in on this thread too. There's an amazing thread on LinkedIn by Andy Raskin. Uh, so if you just, I think, Google Andy Raskin product marketing reporting, you'll find this, but tons of really interesting perspectives from a lot of well-known product marketers. It is. It's a good thread. I definitely recommend it. Um, it, all comes, it always comes back to Andy Raskin. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a good question and an interesting one um, with some hot takes, some surprisingly hot takes. I, I tend to agree with you, um, but a lot of the time, you know, I, I spend a lot of time working on the relationship with the product team and making sure that I, I'm super tight with our GMs and directors of and VPs of product. Um, and that's really like, that's almost, I think it's good to report into marketing, but you know, I spend a lot of time working on the relationships with those folks. And I think it, that pays off a lot as well. Um, what is Definitely. the ratio at Zendesk? What, like what kind of, um, uh, is it, you know, how is the ratio is, uh, you have more PMMs for product teams at Zendesk? Is that? We, we do. I think it's probably, I would guess very similar to what you guys have at HubSpot. So I think Anywhere, it, it depends, of course, by area of product, but I think probably anywhere from like one PMM to like three PMs or maybe even up to five PMs. Yeah. Yep. Where, yeah, is that pretty consistent with what you guys have? Similar, yeah. We, you know, we've played with some different structures here and there, but yeah, it's more, it's scaled. And I think we went through a, you know, a period of really, really rapid product growth in that, you know, that was um, great for the company and great for the product team. It was some challenges in product marketing, how we figure out the right way to scale, you know, with them and work best with them. But um, yes, we kind of take a similar approach. Definitely. Yeah. I, I think that ratio seems to work really well. And I agree with what you said too. Absolutely. You know, even, even with us reporting up into marketing, it's so key to have a really good relationship with your product counterparts. Um, at Groupon, the ratio I want to say was like, 1 pmm to like 20 pms ah, so it, okay. it just made it very very <laughs> challenging so of course of course you still had a, a relationship overall with that product team but the direct relationship and being able to dive as deep was much more challenging so we were working i feel like almost more at a surface level than definitely the work that i see right now at zendesk yes makes sense so um i think this is maybe my final question here but what is your outlook on product marketing are you bullish on the career do you think it's a good space for people to get into who are either looking for something new or looking to make a switch um how do you feel about that i'm very bullish on product marketing i think it's an excellent place to be um you know especially right now i think as most roles in tech are definitely a sector that hasn't been hit quite as hard so of course for that aspect, it's, it's a great place. But I also think, you know, one of the, the reasons why I was so interested in getting into product marketing and why I did end up leaving uh, the, the prior role I had at Gap to go to business school was because even though I loved what I was doing before, which was some of that forecasting, it was feeling very cyclical. And every single quarter, I felt like I could anticipate exactly what we would work on. And one of the things that I love about product marketing is the work is just so diverse and really does keep me on my toes. Mm -hmm. So I always feel like there's something interesting to learn. There's new projects to take on, new aspects of the business to work with. And I do also think for those, especially that are exploring, there's such a great connection to these other teams within marketing or other teams around the business like product and sales 
that it does really make it easy if you are still exploring and you may want to move into another function, you have enough connection with those to understand their work and have worked with them to be able to make that pivot at some point if, if somebody does want to do that. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. And that is one of the very same reasons I love product marketing too, is that the job really doesn't get old. I feel like I have, you know, lived <laughs> many lives at, at HubSpot just because like I've been in the same role the entire uh, five years I've worked there, but I've worked on so many different products with so many different teams that uh, it keeps it really fresh and really different. And you get to apply all these skills that you learned, you know, working on this one product to a different product and um, it keeps it very, um, it's very invigorating, I find. Absolutely. Yeah. You never know what a week is going to, going to contain, but they're always, always really interesting and always a lot of fun. That's right. That's true. Okay. Uh, Teresa, it's been awesome to talk to you, th talk with you. Is there any way, is there a good place? Um, is there a good way for people to connect with you or to learn more about your work or anything like that? I think LinkedIn is a great spot. Like we definitely have a lot, especially of activity too on, um, from Zendesk from product marketing on there. So definitely a great spot to check out and my profiles on LinkedIn as well. And then actually there's an amazing conference coming up. It's going to be virtual as, as everything is right now. So this is with the product marketing community in June. And I actually know that you're going to be a speaker there yeah. as well, Marcus, talking <laughs> about narrative design. Super Great. excited for that session. So yeah, I think that'll be an incredible resource for folks. Um, I'm going to be on a panel there also talking about career development. Cool. And I really do think it'll be a very valuable resource just looking at the lineup of speakers and the agenda. So if folks are interested in that, it's just productmarketingcommunity.co. Absolutely. That, that I think they pulled together a really, you know, not, um, I'm biased, I suppose, but I think the, the lineup <laughs> for that is really, really good. A lot of the people who I learn from, you know, all the time, uh, you know, just the stuff they write and share online are speaking there. So also look really looking forward to that. Awesome. Well, I appreciate you taking the time. Thank you so much uh, for coming on the show and um, talk to you soon. Thanks, Teresa. Thank you so much. Great to chat with you. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to the first episode of the Product Marketing Experts. Really, really appreciate you for tuning in and subscribing. Uh, I really want to know what you think, so hit me up on LinkedIn, hit me or Alex up on LinkedIn, and give us feedback about the show. Give us any ideas that you have. Uh, let us know if you want to be on it. We're really, really excited to hear what people have to say and what they think of the new show. Um, I wanted to mention that the conference that Teresa talked about is over, but you can still go to productmarketingcommunity.com and check out that event and find all the recordings from her session and my session, a lot more. Um, I also just wanted to, wanted to acknowledge that there are bigger things going on in the world right now than marketing. Um, and I hope that you and your loved ones are safe and sound uh, and that this show you know, brings, brings you a little bit of a break and you know, some new ideas that you can learn from. I also just wanted to say that Alex and I really stand with the black community uh, and we want to feature some great product marketing voices that you don't always get to hear. Uh, so expect that on this show. We're going we're gonna to try and deliver that soon. And uh, have an awesome week and we will be back soon with more product marketing experts.